This is Coffee, Wine, and Chocolate, a podcast inspired by people, places, and things. Welcome. I'm your host, Dawn. You can find me at all the links I've provided below in the notes. But specifically, you can find me at the podcast website, which is coffeewineandchocolate.com. Chocolate and the benefits of chocolate. Potential health benefits of chocolate on the webmd.com says one fact is clear for chocolate. The purer and darker the chocolate, the greater your health benefits. Raw chocolate or minimally processed dark chocolate high in cacao solids is healthier than milk chocolate and white chocolate. Dark chocolate has anywhere from 50 to 90% cacao solids while melt chocolate is typically 10 to 30%. White chocolate is pure cocoa butter and doesn't offer you any health benefits. There's a lot going on in chocolate. Raw cacao nibs are crushed pieces of dried cacao beans, and when you grind them up, you get cacao paste, also called cacao liquor. Cacao solids are what you have once you remove the cacao fat and cacao butter from cacao paste. When you dry cacao solids, you get cacao powder or cocoa powder as a lot of us call it. And you get noticeable health benefits from chocolate. You need to eat more of the cocoa solids found in dark chocolate. The cocoa solids contain minerals and antioxidants. Cocoa butter does not. Dark chocolate has a good variety of minerals and polyphenolic compounds like antioxidants and flavonoids. Flavonoids. Chocolate is especially rich in flavonoids, while epicatechin and catechin, as well as anthocyanins and phenolic acids. All of these compounds help protect your cells from inflammation, improve your brain function, and boost your immune and and cardiovascular health. Dark chocolate can also give you cardiovascular support, more energy, and then there are potential risks of chocolate, of course. Chocolate is high in calories, so you need to enjoy it in moderation. You can have about one ounce of dark chocolate no more than three times a week. Bars of chocolate are difficult to measure because the sizing is so variable. But to help with portions, look at the packaging to see how many ounces are in that bar. If the bar measures three ounces, eat no more than one-third of it in one sitting, and then wait a couple of days before enjoying more. Beware of extra ingredients added to the chocolate that can take away some of the health benefits too, like caramel and marshmallows. The healthy alternatives to cacao our carob is a pod that comes from trees in the Mediterranean. Its pulp is ground into a powder that tastes very similar to cocoa powder. It's low in fat, high in fiber, and without the caffeine that chocolate has. Cacao nibs are cacao beans that are broken up and not as processed. You can ground them up and use them to bake like powder. Or you can mix them into things like yogurt and trail mix. They're high in fiber, and they give you a nice bit of antioxidants as well. So that is my two cents of benefits of chocolate. And I just, you know, they say you're 
you get addicted to chocolate. It's not that. It's just that you really like it. And uh, that's why our family always calls ourselves chocolates. Because we just love chocolate. That's all. So I hope you can enjoy some chocolate today. Whether dark, milk, or white. Which I don't like at all. But enjoy. And now on with the episode. Today's episode is on the importance of friends and our well-being. Now I'll tell you one thing. When I was growing up, I had loads of friends when I was young. And it was not hard to make friends. And we really enjoyed hanging out and being funny and playing games and playing outside all the time, riding our bikes. And life was just free to do whatever you wanted to do with your friends. And once we got into middle school, that's when all things change. Our bodies change and friends are, well, they become less trusting. And then you start trying to understand how to fit in, quote unquote, and find good friends. It was very hard for me during middle school. I didn't like middle school basically because of this. I found some good friends in the last couple of years in high school and very good friends at that. But unlike some people, I didn't keep up with my friends once I graduated and went to college. The only way I've been keeping up with them is on Facebook or Instagram. And that's just recent. I didn't keep up with my friends. And once I went to college, even my college friendships didn't get close because I stopped Stopped college, got married, and moved away. Now, thank goodness I've made friends along the way, but not ones that really stay close friends. I have a few friends now that I stay in touch with, and even some friends from school I contact every now and then. I don't know why, but it seems to have always been this way. I think it's because of this that I feel so strongly about friends being such an important part of our well-being. Now, I have some articles to share with you guys, and um, it's kind of giving some background onto why friends are so important. On liveabout.com, they have an article called Why Friendship is Important, and it states, Friends can challenge us, confuse us, and sometimes we might wonder why we bother. But friendship is as important to our well-being as eating right and exercising. What's more, friendships help us grow through each year of our lives. The friends we meet in school teach us how to be patient, wait our turn, reach out, and try new hobbies. When we move into young adulthood, we learn more about taking responsibility, finding a career path, and seeking out people as mentors. As we continue into our 40s and beyond, we learn to weather the ups and downs in life, and once again, friends provide a sounding board and place for us to grow. Friendship is key to our success, all of our relationships, and it can create a sense of purpose in our lives. On mayoclinic.org, there is an article called Friendships Enrich Your Life and Improve Your Health. And I'll read about what the benefits of friendship is. Good friends are good for your health. (laughs) Friends can help you celebrate good times and provide support during bad times. Friends prevent isolation and loneliness and give you a chance to offer needed companionship too. 
Friends can also increase your sense of belonging and purpose, boost your happiness and reduce your stress, improve your self-confidence and self-worth, help you cope with traumas such as divorce, serious illness, job loss, or the death of a loved one, encourage you to change or avoid unhealthy lifestyle habits such as excessive drinking or lack of exercise. Friends also play a significant role in promoting your overall health. Adults with strong social connections have a reduced risk of many significant health problems, including depression, high blood pressure, and an unhealthy body mass index. In fact, studies have found that older adults who have meaningful relationships and social support are likely to live longer than their peers with fewer connections. That's very interesting. I also read into this, why is it hard to make friends, sometimes hard to make friends or maintain friendships? Because I feel that way sometimes. It states many adults find it hard to develop new friendships or keep up existing friendships. Friendships may take a back seat to other priorities, such as work or caring for children or aging parents. You and your friends may have grown apart due to changes in your lives or interest. Or maybe you've moved in a community and haven't yet found a way to meet people. Developing and maintaining good friendships take, takes effort. The encouragement and comfort friendship can provide, however, makes the investment worthwhile. Very interesting. So I just wanted to read that part too because there's so many reasons that friendships are so healthy um, for our well-being and, and very important as a matter of fact, in everydayhealth.com, their article that I found is why friendships are so important for health and well-being. And in it, I found the part that says how a strong social network supports physical and emotional health. And it has nine different things. Number one is friendships promote a sense of belonging. Number two is friends can help boost self-esteem. Number three is strong social connections help offset stressors in your life. Number four, relationships may help protect cognitive health. Number five, friends help us cope with grief of all kinds. Number six, friends can encourage healthy behaviors. Number seven, staying socially connected to others may lower the risk of long-term health problems. Number eight, strong relationships may help us live longer. Number nine, healthy friendships tend to make us happier. I also think it's very important to talk to your friends, to trust them enough to tell, you, tell them how, you're, how you are, like your mental health or things that are bothering you. It's very important to have someone to be able to talk to. Um, in mentalhealth.org.uk, it says, talking to friends about your mental health one of the portions of a, another article. And it says, if you have a mental health problem, you may feel ashamed to it, of admitting to it. You may feel that you're bothering or upsetting your friend, fear being labeled, or worry about how your friends might change or how your friendship might change. You don't have to tell your friends, and you certainly don't have to tell everyone. Think about who you might feel comfortable talking to. It might help to write a list of the pros and cons of telling or not telling people about your problem. Tough as it can be, 
Talking to close friends can be important for both of you. Even if you don't talk about it again, having the issue out in the open means that you don't have to worry about mentioning your mental health problem by accident or explain away medication or appointments. It may also make clear why you're behaving in a particular way or why you don't want to go out or talk to them much. And then it talks about how to tell your friend and getting help from people other than friends and supporting a friend who has a mental health problem. So it's very it's a very interesting article and the article is called Friendship Mental Health. So it's a very good um, article. It's on mentalhealth.org.uk like I said. So I would definitely recommend going on there and seeing that one. And the last one that I want to tell you about is called greatergood.berkeley.edu. And the article is why your friends are more important than you think. And what it states is, the, the smaller subtitle is, how can you sustain your friendships in a pandemic? The first step is recognizing the importance, argues author Lydia Dinworth. And it states, Researchers and philosophers have explored in great detail the emotional dramas of love and family, but they spent much less time pondering the deep satisfaction of a good friend. A similar thing happens in our own lives, writes science journalist Lydia Dittmorth. When something's got to give, it's often our friendships, which take a backseat to our family and work obligations, or our latest fling. But that's a mistake. She argues in her new book, Friendship, the Evolution, Biology, and Extraordinary Power of Life's Fundamental Bond. In fact, research suggests that friendships can help us find purpose and meaning, stay healthy, and live longer. The intimacy, support, equality, and emotional bonds we have in our friendships are unique. Her book honors the relationships forged through slumber parties, shoulders cried upon, and kindnesses that don't need to be repaid. The science of friendship gives you permission to hang out with your friends and call it healthy, she says. You're not being indulgent and in a conversation with greater good. Denworth explains why we need our friends and how to keep those connections strong, even in a pandemic. So it goes on to talk to her about um, what her book is about and why she came up with it and um, the reasons that she did. And it's a very interesting article, and I would definitely recommend going in and reading about it um, and taking your time to be able to do so. Now, of course, our partners are our friends, best friends at that. But we need out-of-the-relationship friends to keep perspective and have other interactions to keep us well-rounded and growing. I believe it's important. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this small episode of Friendship and Hopefully, it's made you think about your friends, how you've made friends over the years. I know it made me think a lot, and I even made a list of all the friends that I remember through grade school, middle school, high school, college, and now. I have had so many friends that have helped me through the years, and I've learned so much from good and bad, and so... I agree with all of this. Friendship is important. It's very important. And it makes up our life. It's it's how we deal with things. And not only our family, but our friends really make up a big part of our lives and how we are. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. And I really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks. 
Now for this week's positive story. I found the story on Facebook. It states, long lost lovers find each other and finally marry 50 years later. And it's such a sweet story, you guys. And here's how it goes. As the old saying goes, love happens when you least expect it. You may not realize that your greatest heartbreak could one day be just the beginning of your beautiful love story. That's the thing about love. It works in mysterious ways. It's unexplainable, but it requires patience and trust in timing. Somehow, a love that is meant to be will always find a way to be, even if it takes 50 years for that to happen. That was the case of Janice and Prentice when they were forced to separate and break their engagement in college. They thought that they lost each other forever. The last thing they expected was that fate would bring them back together a whole 50 years later. About 50 years ago, Janice Rood was a sophomore and Prentice Wilson was a freshman at Occidental College in Los Angeles. They remember the last time they ever saw each other like it was yesterday. It was an early morning in the campus cafeteria. Although they felt an immediate attraction to one another, they probably didn't think much would happen when they first encountered each other. I remember the first time I laid eyes on Janice. She was working the breakfast shift at the school cafeteria, remembers Prentice. Prentice couldn't get Janice out of his head, so every day at 6 a.m. he showed up at her workplace just to see her and have a little morning exchange. Prentice assumed that there was no way he could ever have a chance with a girl like her. She was a year ahead of me and just so beautiful. However, he couldn't help but feel a pull towards her like they were somehow meant to be. Much to his surprise, it turned out that he actually had also made quite an impression on Janice. So much so that she noticed that he didn't show up for the college's pre-Thanksgiving dinner and sent someone out looking for him. She didn't give up easily on her search. Janice managed to find out where his family lived and drove 150 miles to Santa Maria on Thanksgiving Day to knock on his door. Although his mom was startled at first, she quickly saw their connection and welcomed her in. Prentice's mom was mesmerized by Janice, just like I was, Prentice explains. Their love story quickly unfolded after that. I believe we were simply meant to be, he adds. Shortly after, they got engaged and made an announcement about it in the local newspaper, despite not yet having a date set for the wedding. The only problem is that it all happened so fast that Prentice hadn't actually had a chance yet to meet Janice's parents. When the time came to finally get her father's blessing, they were shocked to find out that he was completely opposed to their union. He completely disapproved of their engagement and even threatened to cut off her tuition and financial support unless they broke up. For a while, the young couple tried to stay together anyway and make things work for themselves. We tried to figure things out, but I guess we weren't smart enough, Prentice remembers. The major issue was Janice's financial support. She dreamed of finishing college, but she couldn't do it without her dad's help. Because her mom just wanted to see her happy, she tried to support her by taking out a second mortgage on the house. But even that wasn't enough. There was too much pressure building around them, and eventually they caved to it and broke up. Prentice explains, we had to. We didn't want to, but we had to. Janice and Prentice had no choice but to end their loving relationship, and they went on to separate lives. Eventually, they lost touch and stopped communicating. 
Prentice graduated and pursued high, higher education by attending Harvard Law School. He grew up to become a successful attorney in his area. Janice also graduated college and went on to run a pool business in Nevada. Although they always held on to the memory of one another, they eventually went on to marry other people. Now fast forward almost 50 years later, and somehow both their mothers happened to pass away around the same time. But what they left behind was incredible. Call it a coincidence or an act of fate. But as he was going through his mother's stuff, Prentice found the newspaper clipping from their engagement and her belongings. But that wasn't the crazy part. Janice found the same clipping in her mother's things too. It turns out that all along, the mothers knew deep in their hearts that their children were meant to be. Despite Janice's father's objections, the mother got it, said Prentice. The mothers simply knew. What is even more beautiful about this finding is that the mothers had never even met. Yet they both thought to keep a copy of the original engagement announcement all those years. Janice's mother even kept a laminated copy in her wallet for more than 35 years. Decades after the couple said goodbye, they finally decided to follow their mother's instinct and meet up for lunch. They never looked back again. They knew that they had always been meant for each other, even if it took an entire lifetime to make their way back to one another. When they saw each other again, they fell right back in love. The couple at 69 years old decided to finally set a date for their wedding. They actually even used their old engagement announcement as the invitation. Fifty years after making it, they finally married, and they couldn't have looked happier. The happy couple is now settling into their marriage at their new home in Napa. They still can't believe their lucky stars that they finally are able to live out the rest of their love story for the rest of their lives. In a lengthy interview, they explain, We continue to lament every day that we missed being together. That's about 17,500 days, but who's counting? Their love story was inspired that has inspired thousands as it not only teaches patience, but that you're never too young or too old to find your soulmate. You may meet at the wrong place or at the wrong time, but you'll always know deep in your heart that you are meant to be. When the time is right, things will just fall into place and what is meant to be will be. True love always finds a way. Isn't that sweet, you guys? I just love that story. And I had to share it. I just thought it was the sweetest thing. So if you're able to find it, it's on Facebook under higherperspectives.com. And it is called Long Lost Lovers Find Each Other and Finally Marry 50 Years Later. And again, that's higherperspectives.com. So that's it for today's episode, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I know it was short, it's, um, but I wanted to get it in. It, it's been a great uh, week and a half. I, this past Friday was my younger son's birthday, and my sister and brother-in-law were here, and they stayed with us from the 3rd to the 6th. It was great. We got to call my son and wish him a happy birthday, and then... Saturday we went to Hatfield House, and that was a lot of fun and beautiful house and gardens there, and we had so much fun and looking at all the older things and where um, the Queen had once lived. And then the next day we went to Duxford Airfield and Museum, 
and we were going to watch the airplanes fly, but because of the weather, we did not get a chance to. So we just went and looked at all the museums and had a good time. And so it was great to have them here. I really, really enjoyed it. We made, uh, we had Chinese on Saturday night and made pizzas in the pizza oven on Sunday, and we just had the greatest time. And I hate they had to go, but of course they did. They had been here for a group tour uh, before they came to us, so they'd been here for a week once they finally left. So I know they had a great time, and I really enjoyed them being here with us. And uh, so it's been great, and so therefore I have this out late again. <laughs> but that's that's just how it goes, right? Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I have enjoyed this episode, and hopefully I will get the next one out on time. We will see. I am very busy for the next couple weeks again, um, so I will get it out as soon as I can. Love you guys. Appreciate you so much, and see you then. Now go out today as you're going about your business. Whatever you do today, if you come upon somebody that you see that has something on that you like or the hair has done some way that you like or whatever you might see that you like, let them know. They may be having a bad day and you could be giving them something that makes them smile. Tell them so. Tell them hi. Even just a smile or a hello will make someone's day. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks.